Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Behind the Curtain Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Loy. This is a podcast where we take an inside look at an expat life. As an American citizen who has lived in Central Europe for almost 20 years, I'm going to take you behind the scenes to explore the joys and struggles of a foreigner. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Behind the Curtain podcast. Today is the day that you all have been waiting for. It's the language episode, where you can learn all about the foibles and mistakes that I have made in language, and I will lay my life out there for the masses to ridicule all my mistakes and point out all my weaknesses in a foreign language. So before I get into all the stories, I want to take a look at the language learning process. And I have to say, learning a foreign language and living in that culture is one of the most humbling things I've ever had to do in my life. Just taking the Czech language and learning the ins and outs of how it works and then actually trying to apply it in everyday life has been super challenging. And it really forces one to look at their insecurities as they go out into life. And, you know, do I have what it takes to explain and communicate myself well with people? So we're going to take a look into that. I think that you will enjoy this a lot. Um, I think when foreigners get to the country that they're, they're going to, uh, there's different ways to approach the concept of language. Some people just try to wing it. Uh, they just try to get by. They come into the country and they'll learn a few words, they'll, they'll learn a few phrases, and if they learn something great, if they don't, they live and they just continue on. And I know people like that. Uh, they learn some Czech, but they're not really proficient in Czech, uh, but they survive very, very well in, in the culture. Other people come and they uh, intentionally study the language. They learn uh, the ins and outs and the and they learn the grammar, and they want to know why it works. Others come, and they just want to absorb the language. They live it, and they just absorb it. They have an ear for languages. And when they hear it, they absorb it, and they use it. They apply it. Now, I've kind of gone through all three of those stages at some point in my almost 20 years of living here in the Czech Republic. At first, I just tried to wing it. In my first three years, I was the American living in a small little village, and I could live my life fine, speaking some English, speaking some broken Czech, and I had a little bit of language learning, did a little bit of self-learning, but I really didn't get to know it at all. And I just winged it. I think when I first got here in the Czech Republic, I thought I could absorb it. And I quickly found out that I just don't have an ear for languages, or music for that matter. I, I, I think they're related, music and language, and I, I just didn't have an ear to pick it up. Uh, I think I might be even be tone deaf when it comes to music, and I might have some tone deafness when it comes to uh, language also. You know, and I like to joke also that I couldn't even handle my own language living in a foreign culture with English. I remember in my third year when I met my future wife. She was a colleague who was an English teacher, and she was amazed at how my English had totally broken down living in, in this little village. Uh, I had been teaching uh, true beginners English, 
And what I found out was that I was dumbing down my English to some degree and it started affecting my everyday English. So when I met uh, my future wife, I would say things like, yeah, I go to train. I go to restaurant and I would be dropping articles like a and and the, and I, I just sounded not fluent even in my own language, English. So I obviously I don't have an ear for languages. So the next best thing was to study it, to know the structure. Uh, I think I'm a, a logical person to some degree and trying to understand the, the, the background and how the language worked was what I decided to do. Once I got married and my wife and I came back to the Czech Republic, we wanted to learn the language. And so we decided to go to language school. So in the town that I was living in, the university there had courses for foreigners who wanted to learn the Czech language. So, um, and we wanted to be rigorous in how we went about it. And so these courses gave us the structure we needed in order to learn the language. And let me say, it was a really cool experience, but it was really, really difficult to some degrees. I took four semesters of uh, the Czech language and two um, accelerated courses. Now, you need to understand, for all those that don't live in the Czech, uh, the Czech language is the fourth hardest language for an English-speaking person to learn. It is quite difficult. Uh, one, one writer commented that the Czech language is the nation's best defense from invaders because no one's able to learn their language. <laughs> and it's difficult. It's difficult, you know. Uh, all their endings change in their nouns depending on the situation, depending on the grammar. And that's and that's very hard for an English-speaking person to pick up because there's so many endings that you have to change depending on the situation. Um, I think my wife and I counted that there were 14 different ways to say friend or friends. So I subjected myself to these courses, and what I found out was that uh, there was some humiliation in doing this. And, uh, you know, uh, for example, I had to recite a 20-line poem in front of all the other students and my teacher. And so there was me with my uh, my accent, my English accent, speaking a 20-line poem in Czech. I passed with it. Now, they also had these things called diktati. And diktati are tests that you take where you listen to people speak, and you try to get the accent marks correct. Let me just tell you, I cannot do that. I can't. I failed them every single time. I also had to stand up in front of the class and do a tongue twister. Now, that is always the classic thing that when you enter a foreign culture, they want to know if you can say this certain word. And uh, I'll tell you what, at the end of this episode... I will record myself doing a tongue twister. I'm not sure, I guess in the name of entertainment, I'll do that for you. But uh, uh, it'll be kind of uh, maybe embarrassing for me. Or as the Czechs say, trapni. <laughs> so in this language school, it was really good training. And I'm very thankful to the teachers that taught me there. But at the same time, it was hard. One of the hardest things I've had to do. And the end of the story is that it all turned out pretty good. I've been able to speak at conferences in Czech. I've been able to raise my children in Czech. They were born. We were able to go to the hospital and work it all out. And I've bought a car and a house in Czech. Uh, I'm able to pay my insurance and take care of all that and do my banking in Czech. So that's pretty good. It's all worked out pretty well. But as I age, I notice the, the, the language 
fades a little bit. Um, and a lot of that is because I serve those around me here and I'm an English teacher and my job is to speak English with, with my students and, and that's a good thing. And that's okay. And that's the purpose of why I'm here, to serve them. So if they need to speak English, I speak English with them. I also have the ability to go into Czech if need be, uh, though it's not perfect. That's a cool thing, but I, I can connect with others as a foreigner in ways that others can't. So when I'm speaking English with them, a lot of people allow me the access to talk with them. It's intriguing to speak English and they will let me say things that others can't because I'm a foreigner. And that's an honorable position to be in. But sometimes I have to admit that I, I fear, I, I just can't get 100% close to people because I'm just not that perfect in Czech. Now the people I work, the students that I work with, the friends that I have, their English is amazing. And that's kind of the battle that rages in me though, that I have access and have this ability to speak into people's lives, but at the same time, I still feel like an outsider because I can never quite get my check to be good enough or fluent enough that I'll just belong. And that's where some of the insecurities of language actually reside. Okay, now we're getting to the part that I know you've been waiting for, the war stories. So after the break, I will tell you two or three different war stories that I've had when it comes to language. Okay, here we go, the war stories. The first story I'm going to tell you is a cute little story. Um, Before we had children, my wife and I uh, would go to the theater quite a bit. And we were living in in the second biggest city in the Czech Republic, Brno. And one night we went to the theater. And as we were ready to go in, my wife said, you know, I really would like some nachos. So I went up to the counter and I, I was like, how do I say the word nachos? You say that in English, but will she understand if I say nachos and it's spelled N-A-C-H-O-S? So what I decided to do, I decided to take the tact of saying the word in the Czech pronunciation, which would be the C-H instead of ch becomes ch. So I went up to the counter and said, uh, um, please, I would like some nachos. And the woman just looked at me and was like, excuse me? I would like some nachos. And she just looked at me again like, I, I, I don't understand. I said, nachos. And she had no idea what I was saying again. So finally I said, nachos. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. I had totally taken an English word and assumed that I should say it in a Czech way. And it just didn't work. So that's my first story. Now the second story, the story that I had with a friend. And I remember my friend coming up to me, and this is all in Czech, and he says, hey, Justin, now this is my version of the story, okay? Hey, Justin, I got a new CD the other day. And I'm like, oh, really? What'd you get? And he's like, Justin, this CD is, is called White Leather. And I was like, White Leather? And my thought was like, oh, that must be some sort of uh, 1980s band that I've never heard of. You know, the, the big hair and, and uh, it sounded, you know, like a 1980s big hair band. And I was like talking about white leather. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, do you like it? And he's like, oh, yeah, we were really happy with it. And, and, um, and then he started talking about um, just how comfortable it was. 
and stuff. And I started getting really, really confused. Like, what are you talking about? You comfortable with, with the music? You really like 80s music? Okay. Okay, buddy. Sure. And what ended up happening is that I messed up in understanding two words. He had said the word serechko. Serechko means CD, as in compact disc or, you know, where music used to be played on. What he ended up saying was sedachko, which is like a seat or a couch or something. And <laughs> this whole time, I thought that he was talking about a 1980s big hair metal band called White Leather. And really, all he was doing was describing his couch as white leather. And it just was this fairly decently long conversation before I kind of realized what was going on. So that's my second story. And my third story, and this is a classic at the school where I teach. So we had a like a lock-in uh, night where we invited students to come on into the school and we'd just have an uh, overnighter. And one of my colleagues uh, was really good at games and he created a role-playing game. And um, he needed people to play different roles. And he came up to me, he's like, hey, Justin, would you mind being the the bad guy, the, the murderer in the story. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I had to come up with a, a backstory for my, my character. And so we're sitting around a big circle with all the students around. And uh, one of the students comes to me and says, Mr. Loy, who are you? What do you do? Now, it was almost close to Christmas time. And I was trying to come up with this backstory and I came with this idea of I had Santa Claus in my head. And so I had this idea that I, I make toys and I sell toys to children. And so he's speaking to me, check What do you do, Mr. Loy? And I said something about making toys. And then I said the following sentence in check. I said, Prodavam Yeti. And the whole place exploded in laughter. And I was wondering, what, what did I just say? And then it dawned on me. I was like, ah, no, 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 no. What I wanted to say was, I sell toys to children. And that's uh, in Czech, that would be prodavam hrachki dietem. What I ended up saying was prodavam yeti, which means... I sell children. <laughs> so immediately after that, throughout throughout the whole the the next following the next few weeks and even months after that, it was just like, "Hey, Mr. Loy, you sell children, huh?" And uh, I just want to make a disclaimer here: I do not sell children. Okay, <laughs> it's just one of those classic language uh, faux pas and language mistakes. So. Those are some of my classic ones uh, that I've made in the past. Nachos, uh, Sedachko, Sedechko, and Prodavam Yeti, which I don't. So, anyways, I hope you all enjoyed those stories. Um, you know, you get in those situations and you just feel like, what type of foolish thing did I just say? But thankfully, people have a sense of humor and... Uh, um, they make for good stories. So, uh, that's my language episode today. Um, I did promise you that I would record myself 
speaking a Czech tongue twister. So I will do that. Um, I would like to hear your feedback on the podcast. I don't know if I want to hear your feedback on, on the tongue twister, but you are free to do that also. So after the jump, here it goes. Okay, let's check tongue twister. Byl jeden řek, a ten mi řek, abych mu řek, kolik v řecku řecík řek, a já mu řek, že nejsem řek, abych mu řek, kolik je v řecku řeckých řek. Is that okay? Did I get that? <laughs> uh, just for those of you out there that have no idea what I just said, um, it's roughly translated, there was a Greek and he told me to tell him how many Greek rivers there are in Greece, and I told him that I was not Greek, and to tell him how many Greek rivers there are in Greece. So there you go. That's that one. I'll try another one here. Um, let's see. Um, this is a classic one. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I hope I got that. I embarrass myself from in front of checks, but um, stick your finger through your throat. So um, you know, if you ever get frustrated with somebody, you could just say, <laughs> that's for all those uh, English-speaking people out there. Um, so I'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, look forward to it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Curtain podcast. If you want to get the show notes or have new episodes delivered directly to your phone, you can go to the website behindthecurtainpodcast.buzzsprout.com to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, any ratings, reviews, or shares are greatly appreciated. If you'd like to connect, you can write me at the Behind the Curtain Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions and comments. This is Justin Loy. Take care, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.